From the shadows of New York's Manhattan skyline to Arizona's Valley of the Sun resides a radio program the world over has been waiting for. Hosted by two men no one has ever heard of. It's a place where idiocracy runs free and rarely a point is made. Kieran. Peasant. I can't deal with this. I am Rocket. Sir Rocket. I am Rocket. Winthrop, get the arch ready. We're going to Mondale. Together, these men will bring you laughter at any cost. Even if that means sacrificing their own egos or well-being. So put your brains on standby. Sit back and relax. The boys have returned. Lunatic Radio starts now. world yes it's us again here and there we do shows for better or worse for we're better, here again right i'm kieran that's rock over there in the beautiful city of new york this is the lunatic radio show uh that is the great augustine's playing in our uh, intro there uh new documentary out rise the story of augustine's available to stream everywhere and you should go do it because it's a great documentary it's uh, not just a story about a band. I don't know what it is. It's, 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 Wait, it's, stream everywhere? You mean like they could stream like on? It's on Hulu, Netflix, Amazon? Uh, not Netflix. It's on. Uh, I'll give you the platforms. It's on YouTube. It's on uh, iTunes, uh, Vimeo, and I watched it on Amazon Prime. It was also cool. yeah. So it's it's there. It's getting around. Uh, you rent it, stream it. It's well worth it. This documentary has been in the work for like. Uh, five years, maybe more than that, and the documentary even changed. Uh, knowing you know, following it and and knowing my cousin Eric, you know, for as long as I have, and talking to him and getting a little tidbits here and there, the documentary changed. It's a true documentary. It's not just because the the guy, the director Todd Howe, who was making the documentary, had the documentary going in one way. It was like story about a band, you know, and success and all this and blah blah blah. But then the the band Augustine's ended. It ended. So we had to change it. And he changed the way uh, uh, he, he did the documentary, I believe, you know. And now it, it, it focuses in. It becomes like a story of uh, uh, a person in the, in the lead singer, Billy McCarthy, uh, who literally was dealt a uh, hard, uh, hard hand in life, you know. I mean, growing up as a kid, horrible situations but then he he rose above it and became a successful um a musician it's, it's a really great documentary i was i was blown away by it you know and well that's very interesting because usually you know these documentaries have a, a certain purpose from the get-go um and the ones that have to 
change direction, so to speak, because because it is real life, hmm. um, and things change um, in many ways. Actually, make it better. I I, I mean, uh, the first one that comes to mind is that uh, Queen of Versailles or something like that. Mm-hmm. About following that rich family, but then they became broke, and they were not expecting that in the film. And then right. the documentary took this whole; it actually made it really, really good. So uh, I can only imagine that you know in these documentaries they they focus on history and 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 truth and things like that, and uh, true points in, in you know the band's history. Uh, the real time effect will only add to the intrigue and interest of people. I uh, I believe. Yeah, no, and if uh, you don't have to be a fan of the the band, the Augustines, to enjoy this sure. film, and I think even when you watch it, though, um, I could see it if like because I'm a, I'm a fan. I have been a fan for a really long time, and even the band they had before that, Pela, I was a fan of that band. Brock and I went to see him at the Bowery one time, yeah. uh, Ballroom, and it was, it was freaking amazing. Um, but even if you're not a fan of the the band, and I think you go watch this, I can t- I can I just know that after the film is done, you're gonna get on Google and go fucking Augustine's. Let me hear some shit. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? right. And it, and, it, and that's not the intention of the documentary at all. It's not to because the band's done. They're well done. Billy's off doing his own thing. Eric's producing music in New York City, uh, and I, I think with Rob Allen, the drummer. You know, and they're, they're totally done with this shit. They're totally done with the band and traveling and touring and thinking about getting back together. They're all friends, but they're, you know, they're done. It's over. But um, it's, it's just a fucking, it's a great documentary. And it, it, I think music is just like a subtext of what the, what the, what the film is about. It's about, you know, rising above the, the, the stuff you're dealt with in life. You know what I mean? It's fucking a great story. And it's sad. It start, it's pretty sad in the beginning, but then, you know, you need to go through that that storytelling in the beginning of the documentary about Billy and his, his upbringing to enjoy, you know, the uplifting parts of the uh, documentary. It's fucking, the guy did a fucking great job. Todd Howell did a great job. And, and it, the film has won awards and shit. So I would uh, suggest people go out and watch it because uh, Rock and I, for years, and, and, and certainly me, I've been talking about the Augustines and and uh, even Pela uh, for a really long time, you know. And this is this is the fucking and it, you know when you when you hear a fucking radio personalities talk about uh, a band they like or champion something, they're like, all right, you know, I'll listen to it. Ah, you know, I don't really like it. Blah blah blah. But if you watch this documentary, you'll you'll get it. You'll get the reason why we champ champion these guys because they're fucking good dudes, and it's a, it's a fucking good story. I don't know. What do you think? How many years between Pela and Augustine's was Eric in those bands? Because once you mentioned the Barry Bonham, that was a long time ago. That's Pela, yeah. And that was, yeah. it was, uh, well, they had a period, well, they broke up. They actually, oh. it, 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 Pela broke up because Billy got into a fight with the guitarist. His name was Nate. And, uh, and the band just fucking dissolved. But they were doing great, you know, and they got fucked over by lawyers. They ran out of money, pretty much. Mm. And then, uh, you know, they all just went kind of went their separate ways. But Eric and Billy still kept in touch because they were actually they were friends. Sure. And they were both like, never, uh, I think Eric came and hung out with us. And he's like, yeah, Billy and I are delivering paintings. They were, they worked together right. delivering oh, wow. paintings. Yeah. And that's when they kind of, they were drinking a lot during that time. But they were, you know, trying to figure out, you know, 
because Billy had this material, which was Risey became Risey Sunken Ships. You know the um, the the songs written, but sure. they, they they it took them a while to figure out how to get it recorded. How you know what can we do? And and they did it. And then you know Eric, I remember Eric bringing that demo to me uh, when I was out in Jersey, and we fucking sat in the car and we just listened to the Risey Sunken Ships demo. I actually have mm. that CD. And, uh, and that's what this became. And that's what led to this documentary. It's fucking insane. It's an insane story. Fuck. Oh. Yeah, I remember listening well, to that. I'm glad, I'm glad, man. I'm glad that it's out now, finally, you know? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch this thing, Rock. I, mean, I got, the, I got the trailer. Let me play the fucking. Oh, nice! I can play the trailer for the people, and they can just uh, sit there and watch it, and they, they'll get a little pumped up for it. For the folks on YouTube, people on podcast, you'll hear the audio. But the folks on uh, who are watching live on YouTube, you here's the, uh, here's the fucking trailer to uh, uh, rise, uh, rise, the story of Augustine. Fucking a, bro. Let me uh, fucking bring this up. Here we go. I always remember the day because. Um... Bill called up and told me that James had died. He was crying on the phone. And the band broke up that day. There's a certain artifice to making a song. But there are certain things that go beyond artifice. There are certain things you can't fake. They were halfway, three quarters, almost done with a new album when his brother... He was in solitary confinement for five years. I wouldn't put a German shepherd in a box for five years. It's inhuman. It's awful. We literally were selling out shows across the country, but we couldn't afford to get to them. They trusted the music industry, and they trusted making music, and they got burned and burned and burned and burned. He had every excuse a hundred times over to give up. The only thing that actually kept him in was finishing that album for his brother. As always, I said, I love you. I told him I'm writing a record for you, buddy. He always wrote about his life, but he he never wrote about this. Finish the record. Get the record done. Get it out. You will never be able to live with yourself if that record stays on the shelf. If nothing comes out of it, do what you gotta do. But let's get that done for yourself, for Jimmy, for your own sanity. These weren't just any normal songs. It was real. Real people, real life, real stuff. You know, you could always see his heart and you could always feel his power. This is what it means to be alive, to connect deeply with other people, to connect deeply with yourself, to face your fears, to be afraid and do it anyway. Yeah, so there you go. Fucking, wow. yeah. It's pretty good, Rock. Get out there and watch it. Send pretty to your friends. Intense, man. That is, a, that is a serious yeah. it's documentary, man. It'll make you a fan of the band. And hopefully, sure. you know, we can all, you know, as people that are fans of the Augustines, uh, we can only hope they get back together because, uh, you know, this thing's not made for an Oscar or some shit. Wow, wouldn't that be a story? Like, after this, like, it really gets some steam behind <laughs> it. And- I'm telling you, Rocket, I watched the documentary and I was just like, I can see it. I yeah. can see it. Because I've seen films, I've seen documentaries that have won the Oscar and or at least been nominated. And I go, that is a shit documentary. There's <laughs> no, and this is a good documentary. Right. It's good. And this documentary could have been two and a half hours long, but it was, you know, he kept it to, I think, an hour 20 or an hour 19, something like that, you know. 
it's it's a perfect length. It's it's good. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I suggest everybody go out and fucking watch this thing because it, it is great and share it around. And hopefully Netflix will pick it up and throw it on there and and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Sure, man. Well, that's ne- great, man. I'm glad for them. I'm glad, you know, it's a serious story, but I'm glad that they're, you know, that this got out there for them. And Billy, by the way, the Billy McCarthy, the, the, the lead singer, of, he's got the most interesting, he's got a fucking interesting life. Certainly his upbringing is depicted in the documentary. But he literally, I don't even know if he has a residence. Do you know if he has a residence, Rock? I don't think he does. I, he literally has a motorcycle and he travels and he plays music at venues. That's, all, wow. that's what he does. It's it's a unique it's a unique life. I would imagine there'll be another documentary about that guy's life forty years right. down the line, because he's literally he'll literally oh he'll literally should be like fuck it. I'm going to Bali today, and he'll get it. He'll ship his motorcycle and he'll just fly to Bali. And it's not like he's going to a resort and you know an all inclusive eating buffet meals. He's like he goes and he like he'll live in a shack or something. Yeah, he'll do the he'll do what the people do over there. I, I, Neil Peart did something like that way back in the day. I remember he just like went on his motorcycle and just disappeared on his bike for a long period of time. There's a story, there's a there's a nice little anecdote in the documentary, and this is not going to ruin anything. But uh, Billy tells a story about how like uh, one of his friends at the time was like, "Hey, I, he went AWOL from the uh, military," and his friends like, "Hey, I got this money. My buddy's going to loan me. He's up in Seattle. We would you want to come to Seattle with me? I'll pay for you." And Billy's like, all right, kid, I'll, I'll go with you to Seattle. I want to go to Seattle. This is at, this is at a time where he, he solely lived in California, never left the state. So he went up to Seattle, and he remembers uh, waiting on the side of a, a street corner, waiting for this guy because this guy was going to get his 1000 bucks, right? And the guy never came back. He just got mixed up, and he never came back. So Billy was just there with no money, blah, blah, blah. So he went to the train station, and he hopped the train. Wow. And hid in the luggage area. And he actually traveled on that. He traveled on that train for three states and woke up in California somewhere. <laughs> he's like, "That's that's kind of his life, you know." It's like it's, a nomad. Yeah, he's like a gypsy almost. Yeah, but he's smart, and obviously he became a successful songwriter and True. musician and all that. Stuff. That's part of it. I mean, that's probably part of being a, the songwriter that he is, living this. Yeah, um, lifestyle. Speaking of Netflix, Rock, and oh? how we were. Yeah, you know, Chris Natalia has been talking to me about Netflix and how Netflix- Do we have a show on Netflix. Are they going to give us a comedy hour? We're going to be on Netflix. Be honest with you, who's that? Fuck? There, there is a there is a IFC guys, right? Who are the two black guys? Two black Wait, guys. What? What are you talking? About? Are you backing up. Two black guys. <laughs> two black guys like Jose Romero. Do you know that? Oh yeah, Dezos and Romero. Love that show. All right. Yikes! What about the what about the LR show? What the fuck? Oh, fair fair point. Fair point. Oh, I got a caller calling calling in. Caller, you're on the air. Go ahead. Caller, go ahead. Karen and Rock, my two heroes. Yes. Who is this, my friend? This is Bull from Boston. Bull from Boston. Welcome to the program. That's right. What's going on, man? How are you? What do you got for the show? I'm good. Well, right now I'm just watching... uh, the Rise of the Augustines for the second time. Wow. Yeah, right? And I, I got to give you, oh, God damn it, mad props. Well, thank you. Although I can't hear Rock. You can't hear him. You can't hear Rock. Although he's no, you can't hear me. It's no. probably normal. That's normal. That's par for the course. 
Uh, yeah. I know you guys suck. It's a Figure great, out your shit, will you? It's a great documentary, isn't it? It's phenomenal. It's heartbreaking, inspiring. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it honestly. But I want to thank you, Karen. I want to thank you. Okay. For for because of you guys, I would have never heard of them. Uh, yeah, that might be true, but you don't need to give us thanks. I mean, they're, they're, no, 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 no. It's hundred percent true. I wouldn't have heard of them for your show with the uh, the joiners. I saw them shit back in Boston a few years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it was best, one of the best shows I've been to. Well, that's so yeah, it is. Great Honest. job by you. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate that you're watching it, and I appreciate that you called in. It is a tr- they're tremendous human beings, all three of them, the guys that are in the band. Uh, it is a damn shame that the band had to break up because of financial reasons. Um, they need a part two. They do need a part two to the documentary, they, without they, a doubt. Because they are. I mean, you watch you watch parts of the documentary, and you, they'll show uh, they'll show Pela and they'll show Augustine's. And the, the way those guys when they played live, you were just like, "What the fuck, man? How are these guys not the mo- the the biggest band ever?" Because they were like ferocious Agreed. on stage, and they sounded perfect. They were great musicians. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I you I, know go ahead. I tagged you in a, a video I filmed of them in Cambridge, Mass. I tagged you in it, but I don't know if you ever saw it on Facebook. I certainly it was am gonna, a video. It was like a 13-minute video. I, I certainly am going to go f- try to find that somewhere on my uh, on my social media. I'll try to find it. Um, well, God I don't damn remember. It. Look for it, you I, bastard. I will, dude. <laughs> I, I will. I appreciate you checking out the documentary and share it with your friends, man. Tell your friends about the August. I will. Please do. I will. All right. My daughter is playing with the screen now. All right. All right. Enjoy your show, guys. Thanks. I'll talk to you uh, later. Awesome, bye. dude. Thanks for the call. Peace. Yep. Bye. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. He can't hear you. Damn it. I have it all fucking plugged in, right, Rock? I don't know why he can't hear you. It is plugged in, right? Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, That's great. Thanks, Karen. You got uh, at least one person into the Augustines from the show, man. That's pretty amazing. I've gotten a few, Rock. It's not, it's not just one. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. But he called in. I'm just, you know. You remember when uh, back in New York, when we did this show together back in New York, the show was a lot more popular. Uh, people, people, you know. <laughs> Those were the days. Anyway, speaking of Netflix, going back to that thing. Oh, yeah. What are we watching on Netflix? Remember uh, how we've been talking about how Netflix has like, got a bad business model and it's going to fall apart, blah, 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 blah. Right. Apparently, they were able to find $250 million to give to Martin Scorsese to make a film. Did you know that? <laughs> I well, didn't what know film that. is he making? The Irishman. Do you know who's Wait, the-, the Irishman is a Netflix film? It's going to be on Netflix. Yes. They, what? They're, they're going to premiere it, I believe, at Charibeca and then stick it in theaters for a little bit so they can get the Oscar nomination potentially. But then it's going what? straight to Netflix so you can just grab it off of Netflix. What? How did I miss that? Because I saw the trailer. I must have just like turned it off too early. I missed the whole Netflix part of it. I just thought it was a regular, you know, going to theater release. No, film. no, no. It's going to be a Netflix film. Wowie Kazawa, I had no idea. Yeah. How did I miss that? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention too much. Um, so I, I just was so focused on Joe Pesci. He's like shrinking. He's got these giant glasses. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, they have the whole... I'm interested to see the de-aging uh, CGI that they do. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that's either going to make the movie a joke or it's going to be something really cool and trendy. Well, it worked really cool for uh, Samuel Jackson in uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, it did. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know. 
pretty good. So it, it worked. It's not going to be hokey. No, 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 no. If that's any indication of what the technology can do, and <laughs> I can speak for it, uh, <laughs> it is definitely, uh, it's definitely good. Wow. It's definitely believable. The, you know, the, the catch is, is like, you know, these people. So you have this already, this mental, I know what this guy looks like. I could go on Google. I could grab images. But if you had no idea, if you were living on the rock and saw that film, and saw Samuel L. Jackson, you'd be like, holy shit, you know, you're just like, hey, this, this guy's pretty good. Right. He's going to he's gonna make a career out of this doing this film thing. All right, so this good. good. It's not, it's, it, it, what a fucking, dude, the cast in this movie, The Irish, I'm kind of, kind of uh, it's an all-star team. Yeah, it is an all-star team. It's the fucking New York Yankees. It's Robert De Niro, Joe well, Pesci, Al, lately, but yeah. Al Pacino, Harvey Keitel, um, Bob. Everything's gonna be okay. Ray Romano's in it. Anna Paquin's in it. Sebastian Manicalco. I don't hate that motherfucker. <laughs> Sebastian. He's the comic who's like the guy straight as. Oh no, he's in this. Yeah, he's in it. But oh apparently- man, he's like he's he's the comedian that all like the Italian moms like. Yeah, he's the, they yeah. love him on Long Island. Yeah, if you like spaghetti and you're Italian you and get you, it and you cannoli. Like- that's like the punchline. We get it. Fist bumping. He posted the MTV awards. Did he? He is. Oh, he is. Oh, I didn't know. I, I honestly, I don't. I just can't. I see clips of his. I'm stand-up. surprised that the younger audience is into this guy because I feel like he, his demographics more of like he's an older thirty dude. plus. How old is he? He's, he's no a, offense. He's, he's like fifty uh, something years old, isn't he? That's what I'm saying. His like demographic is more of an older, but he's apparently hosting the MTV awards. Uh, no, he's not Which that old. He's only 46. Years. He's only 46. Still, still. A 46-year-old hosting MTV Awards? I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're trying to get... I, I, honestly, thinking about it now, maybe that's their angle. They're like, we need to get the older audience mm. back into it. Those are our money makers. Yeah, Let's give something they like. The most hilarious thing about reading about the Irishman, who I was going, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, Harvey Keitel, Bobby Cannavale, Ray Romano, Anna Paquin, Jim Norton. <laughs> Jim Norton, that's right. Yeah, Jim Norton. About it. Yeah, Jim Norton. Rock and I have had Jim Norton on the show, and Jim Norton's playing Don Rickles. That's who he's That's playing. crazy, because that was my whole thing for the longest time, and then Kieran had to be like, no, you dumb shit. I was like, isn't Jim Norton's dad Don Rickles? He's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Stupid idiot. Yeah. I was like, no. But it makes perfect sense that yeah. he's playing Don Rickles. See, so so I was predicting the future there, Karen. I just had my my a couple of my transistors in my head a little screwed up, but I knew something. I knew that there was a J- Don Rickles, Jim Norton world that we lived in. Uh oh, I think we found. I think we insulted a Sebastian Manicalco fan. Oh God. What, what, what are his fans called? Uh, one of them, uh, the teachers. The teachers. The teachers, because cool teachers checking in in the chat room saying, uh, I saw Sebastian at the garden, and he was hilarious. I'm sure he was. Please know, at the garden. So this guy's already doing garden shows. Oh, no, he's a a giant. It's crazy. He's a giant. Um, He's kind of reminded me of the the, the career and the rise in the career of, like, Bob Nelson. Remember Bob Nelson from the 80s? That comedian? (sighs) He had an HBO special. Uh, what a and, what a generic shit name that is. Bob Nelson, yeah, he was like, pretty big, man. Like, if you have a bland personality, your name should be Bob Nelson. But I don't, I don't know this guy. Is he what good? Is Bob Nelson. Let me just make sure. I, to, I know Nelson? exactly who I'm thinking of. Bob Nelson. I've never. Did he? It sounds like a reliever for the fucking Yankees. 
Bob Nelson, right? Comedian? Oh, yeah, yeah, Bob Nelson. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I'm watching it. Yeah. Uh, Bob Jiffy Jeff Nelson at Dangerfield, 1986. Yeah, Jiffy Jeff, that was one of his characters. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he definitely... Uh, he had the HBO gig, and he just became like a pretty big. And it was like, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, in, in the world of comedians, it's like, who the fuck is this guy? But he was he was a pretty big. So I I don't know that. What's his name again? What's this guy? Joey Stromboli. Uh, I don't even know. Sebastian Manicalco. Manicalco. Doing good with the call so far today, Rock. Call, you're on the air. Go ahead. <laughs> Hello. He's gonna, he's gonna try again. <laughs> I couldn't hear him. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I have you ever heard any of a stand up? Sebastian Manicalco. Yeah. Uh. It's just like <laughs> I believe. You know, it's that very Italian kind of. He's doing the Staten Island voice the whole time. Don't care. Like Italian scatting. <laughs> Fucking spaghetti, Monica. Who gives a shit? You know. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I was watching uh, on Netflix the other day. I was watching uh, the Whitney Cummings new special. Oh, my buddy just texted me about that the other day. He says I gotta watch, and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, no. Here's the here. I'll give you the whole recap, and you don't have to watch it, Rock, because. the only th- I watched it because it's a it, like her big bit in the in the special is about fuckable robots, and I've been on the fuckable robot thing for a long time, so I wanted really? to hear that's her bit. That's like her I main wa- bit. I wanted to hear she actually had one made of herself, like a Whitney Cummings fuckable robot. Uh, and and I learned that's by her stand up that her and I are kind of on the same page about the fuckable robot thing. But then I then I went back and I was thinking about I was like, well, why is Whitney Cummings funny? What what is unique about her that her, makes her funny? And I came up with this answer, Rock. Oh, donut zero <laughs> zero. There's nothing. There's nothing about Whitney Cummings' personality that makes her really funny at all. There's zero, and I'm totally being totally honest about that. And I'm not trying to be mean spirited. Like I, we, like you think of a comic that you think is funny, Rock. This Bonnie McFarlane. Right, there's something about Bonnie McFarlane that makes her funny. It's her quirky, uh, kind of almost depressed, don't fucking hiding from society personality. That makes yes. her funny. The only thing yeah. that makes Whitney Cummings funny is, it, or the reason why people go watch her and actually listen to her is because she's pretty. And she's a good joke writer, uh, but I can't imagine, I, I, I'm not positive if she's actually writing her own jokes at this point. But she is a good joke writer. But sure. they're just that you can see the jokes coming, like you know where the punchline is before she even almost finishes the premise. So I'm like, what the fuck is with this lady? What makes Everybody her funny? That blonde, that blonde comedian that she's like on all like the game shows and shit. And I'm like, who, why are people into her? Um, who's that popular? She's popular too. And I'm just like, I don't get it. Uh, uh, are you talking about the uh, fuck? See, she's attractive. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. She's. She's You're right there. I can see it. Yeah, I can I know. see it in your I know. face. Lizzy, Lizzy, Izzy. Yeah, yeah, Izzy, yeah. Something Busy. like that. Izzy, Busy. Lizzy. Lizzy, Bezzy, some Izzy. Yeah, you're hot blonde, blonde comic. Leroy Jenkins, I am a fan of Bonnie McFarlane. That's an old bitch. 
Now we're we're in the 21st century now. Yeah. I'm a fan. Odd blonde comic. I don't know. It didn't nothing. Eliza. Yeah, Eliza. What the hell's her name? Eliza. Eliza. Dushku? Eliza. Eliza C- Cummings. <laughs> Uh, Eliza McFarlane. No? No, no, no. no. Uh, Eliza. What the hell is her name? Uh, Goes to show you. uh, Shelzinger. Yeah, that's it. Eliza Shelzinger. Yes. She's funnier than uh, Whitney Cummings. But, uh, yeah, Whitney Cummings, I feel like, uh, you know, I I feel like I was the one who started talking about publicly about, well, I can't exactly call this show public. Because no one hears it. Uh, but I was talking about the fuckable broad box for a long time. And uh, she stole it's my private, shit. Private, not by choice. She stole my shit. I, I believe no, we are. That's the problem. Okay, now we got to the root of the issue. No. It's just that Whitney Cummings stole, stole Kieran's bit. Yeah, and no, so, I'm telling like, you, you know. didn't steal it. But we, we agree. Her next special talks about shit cars. Forget it. Kieran is going to find her address. <laughs> Stop watching my shows, damn it. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, but uh, that, yeah, that's that's what I had with Whitney Cummings. I was just like, you know, she's like, she, uh, I just don't know. Yeah. Like, I, if it's frustrating, it, I, I, God bless her though. You know, let her. She's, well, she's very, su- she's very successful. But you know, if you were to ask me, you know, do you want to see you go see a Whitney Cummings stand up? I'm like, uh, you know what? I'll just find the funny girl at work to listen to. Wow. <laughs> So there was like nothing about it. I was told that the saying, ending was very good, though. Like it was a very uh, hilarious ending to it. No, and it, 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 she did this thing after the credits rolled at, at the Whitney Cummings special, and she yeah. showed the behind the fourth wall thing about how, like, when she's filming her special, she'll literally do a couple takes. She's not running sure. through the hour and then going, "All right, find the best moments." Oh, she's she's not doing like an hour and a half. Uh, Stand up and then finding the best moments of it and cutting it into an hour for a special for Netflix. She's you could tell that she's stopping and redoing lines because she shows Uh you that. And I'm like, that's not that's not comedy. This is not comedy. Right. This is this is shit. This is a TV show. This ain't fucking organic. This is horse shit. This is horse shit. And I was like, fuck it. You know, fuck it. She's not. It's I don't know. You know. You see those guys like Bill Burr back in the day when he would talk about filming a special. He would do an hour and a half or he'd do an hour and 45 minutes and he would take the best from that and edit it together, blah, 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 and then present that as a special. He wouldn't sure. stop and go, oh, let me do that line again, you know? Fucking Yeah, but I guess I guess the, I guess the thought is if you can do it, then why not do it? You know, if you, if you have that accessibility, who's going to know? Because on Zia Zari's new one, it was it was kind of bizarre. It was filmed by Spike Jones and Schlesinger phonic for Kieran. There you go. Yeah, she's pretty yeah, you're right. Ali Wong is funny. I've seen her. Ali her- Wong is hilarious. Yeah, Ali Wong's funny. Whitney yes. Cummings not funny. The only thing about uh, it's funny yeah, about Whitney-, the Whitney Cummings show and when it's finished, he's like, "This is false advertising." He had his <laughs> lube ready and Whit- yeah, Whit- yeah, yeah. yeah. The only thing funny about Whitney Cummings is uh, uh, the Cummings part of it. Uh, the last name. That's about More it. like Goings. She sounds like she like she she talks about like in her special about how you know, complaining a lot, but and she's like I don't want to complain, but she complains the whole the whole the whole special is about complaining. It's complaining, and I was like, what? this is the reason why I don't have girlfriends because <laughs> I don't want to hear this. 
My man. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. And then you're you're pointing this off as comedy. It's like, what bizarre world <laughs> am I in right now? to see this live. Yes. Somebody's paying 65 bucks for a, to hear a woman complain in a pseudo kind of jokester way. But it's actually complaining. This is a jip. <laughs> fuck up a whole fuckable robot thing. It's just like, yeah, you know, fuck. I'm going to be fucking a robot. So I'm all about that. But wow, you're going to do it? Good for you. Do it 30 years down the line. You know the fucking bit. They're going to wait. Huh? No, because they're not there yet. Oh, I, I'm going to wait until they're there. Yeah, you, you don't know? want the beta. Like like with the Irishman and coming out on Netflix and the de-aging. And Martin Scorsese's telling, uh, he said in some interviews, he's like, I don't know. Some of the de-aging elements, it's not quite there yet, but we're going to figure it out. That's how I feel about the sexual sex mm-hmm. robot thing. It's not quite there. I need another, need 30 more years. I need those fuckers to be interactive. You know, if I tell the robot to fuck off, I want the robot to come back at me with something, you know? Like, yeah, fuck oh, well, off. That's, now, that, now you just have a human being, then. At that point, just get a human. Yeah, but the robot, I can turn the robot off anytime I want. Oh, I see. The robot's, like, you're getting, done with that. robot's getting cunty. I got the remote out, and that thing gets terrified. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got to turn this down from level four to level three. All right. I'm going to fucking shut you off. Uh... So many great female comedians on Netflix. I I actually agree with you. There are so many. Uh, fe- there's a lot of great female comics out there. Whitney Cummings is just not one of them. Uh, Amy she has a TV show for a while. Amy too, right? Schumer is not one of them. You didn't think Amy, I, the last one wasn't good at all. She was. I feel like she was. I, we've talked about this. I think she was forced, and she just had to do it, and she was not in any mood. To I think. Do it. I think if the, the, I think female comedy gets a little fucking. Dicey because people are attra- certainly attracted to a pretty woman, you know. And Amy sure. Schumer, you know, she was when she was younger, she was a pretty woman. She, you know, she was cute. She was blonde. She was tan. She was out there. Oh, she was, you're saying when she got pregnant, she wasn't pretty. It's fucked up. Fucking <laughs> messed up, man. <laughs> She's beautiful. Damn. Yeah, but no, I'm saying like when she was the hot comic, she was you know, she people you would find her, you would watch her because she's cute. Same deal with like, Whitney Cum. Like, not. Uh, like Liza Sludginger is a pretty girl. You would watch her stand-up comedy because you'd be staring at her ass right at the fucking bit. Honestly. Yeah, these are, these are things, these are things, these are things you should not say, but these are things that are absolutely true. And I'm saying them. I watched the Elijah Sludginger last special, and I stared at her ass for most of it, I didn't hear. Mu- I didn't hear much, much of what she said. I was just like, "That girl's pretty." Staring at her ass, she's doing comedy. Good for her. <laughs> you know, that's what I was fucking doing. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, trying to think of a funny female comedian that's not attractive. Uh, uh, Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Roseanne Barr. There you go, Lisa Lampanelli. Oh, Sarah Silverman. Yeah, Leroy is saying Jimmy Kimmel's ex-girlfriend is kind of funny. Sarah Silverman. Yeah, Sarah Silverman. I've never seen her do stand-up, though. I've seen her do some shows or some, like, skit shows. She's fine. She's Sarah still Silverman. fucking beautiful, too. She's, like, 40 fucking eight years old. Uh, she's great. I think, I think Sarah Silverman's funny. Yeah. People, people don't like her, but she is She is funny. She's unique, at least. She's not. I just know her from Wreck-It Ralph. 
She's definitely unique. Her 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 delivery is fucking definitely unique. You know. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's uh. Let's do a break. Live number to call in seven one eight six nine zero ninety two ninety. If you want to call into the radio program, talk about whatever you would like to talk about. Lisa Lampanelli, excellent. That's a great example. I just said that. Yeah, but it sounds better when I say it. Yeah. By the way, have roles reversed because you stopped listening to me now. You used to, the whole for fucking seventeen years. It was me not listening to you. I just said so, I said Lisa Lampanelli clearly, <laughs> almost holding a billboard with Lisa Lampanelli. Was that kind of a billboard? A billboard? A billboard? <laughs> Jessica billboard? Uh, uh, Whitney Cummings looks like Maggie Gray from WFAN. Not really attractive. Oh, come on, Maggie Gray's great. She's a great person. Wow, that's a very specific reference. That is. That's that's like yes, that's zoned in right there. <laughs> Team left jab right there. All right, well, that's not better on rocks. Thank you, Leroy. Thank you. Uh, we'll do a break. We'll come back. Regroup. Uh, in this break, it is uh, a clip from uh, the last time Eric from the Augustines was on our radio program. Second to last show Rock and I did together in uh, in New York. So here we go. Taking a break. Back from lunaticradio.com show right after this. Kieran and Rock. Lunaticradio.com. Uh, dude, that's my bike checking in. That's an old uh, old name, too, from the past. Uh, what? Drink the spit cup. Here's to Brian. <laughs> I'm, not drinking my, I'm not drinking my spit cup for one no, final. No, no, no. What are you doing? I drank your spit cup once. Yeah, it's, uh, I've, had, I've had, like, beautiful women drink my spit cup. It's very awkward. It's disgusting. What? Yeah. I didn't even know this. Yeah. When? Oh, it's happened. Oh my god! It's sober? It's, like, a, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a yeah. thing. Yeah. Inevitably, well. inevitably, like I'll go out and get it's coffee. This is my thing. Like I'll go out and get coffee with a chick or something in the morning, and you buy like Starbucks. Both cups right. are the same, right? Sure. So I get done with my. Uh, usually, this is my routine after like my first cup of coffee in the day. I throw a nice little lipper in afterwards because it, you know. The highs and lows, sure. like the dip brings me down, <laughs> coffee brings me up. Scares life in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, you're like driving. Hi, there's two lows. You're driving in the car with her, and you know you got you've been dipping for about a half hour, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, let me just you know." She reaches down in the console to grab her drink. Sure. Yeah. So she thinks, and you know, so take a swig of my spit, and I go, "Oh, loose." Word up, motherfucker. Have you ever drank your own spit? Oh, absolutely. I've uh. drinking my own cum. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's your cousin right there. That's weird. My, I got to bring my, in the jokes every yeah. once in a while. It's not jokes. That's reality. You know what it tastes like? Mayonnaise. <laughs> How did that come about, that acoustic thing at the end of the shows? That's yours. Don't drink this. This is dip spit. <laughs> that was, I have done that before. That'll be the first rock star on radio to drink spit. dip spit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how did it come about? Jeez, I don't know, actually. I mean, my I, you probably, if you ask the band members, everyone will have a different memory. Yeah. But uh, my memory was in Phoenix, Arizona. We were playing a show, and um, we were doing this song called Now You're Free. That Billy was doing it, and it was just him and electric guitar and vocals. Mm. And, it, you know, it's end of the show, kind of like intimate moment. And there was a DJ next door, and it was way too fucking loud. And if you realize it wasn't possible. And it, we went back and forth. The and in the end, we we made a call to just go outside into the parking lot, and we brought like three hundred people out into the parking lot, and um, and we played for like an hour out there, because and then we went back into the venue and played a couple more songs, and it, so it was really it was just like a on on the spur yeah. of the moment kind of call, and that really spawned this whole end of the show acoustic thing, but really I think really I mean that's that's like maybe a 
a practical answer, but the truth is that it's something that we've been doing forever. Like when Bill and I first met, we played in the subway and, yeah. you know, we always have played acoustic. It's been a part of who we are. So when we did that in Phoenix, it just felt so good. Mm-hmm. That we're like, oh man, we got to keep doing that. Sure. Like it's, it's really special. Yeah, that that, that is. It, I I remember my brother was at that Phoenix gig. Yeah, he was holding the. We, we were standing on a bench and it was really wobbly, and he was holding the bench. Fat Kev's helping out, bro. <laughs> he totally was. He was so he was so focused. He's like, I'm not gonna let you fall. <laughs> I, just I am not it. gonna let you fall. I am the wall, bro. I'm gonna hold this up. I'm keeping your careers alive. <laughs> holding the bench, dude. Fat <laughs> Kev. He was great. He was Fat great. Fat Kev's a roadie now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, He'd make a great roadie. Yeah, he's a he's a maniac. <laughs> he's an absolute maniac in the best way. Kieran and Rock every turn. We are the kings of tangents. I think it would be kind of cool to be a vampire. What was the thing you couldn't deal with? You know, suck my own dick. Woo! Come on, do it. Try it. No, I can't. Can I watch? No. Lunatic Radio. Twitter doesn't give me these problems. Kieran and Rock are on social media. Why could you just like me? Be sure to like and follow Lunatic Radio on Twitter. Rocket, you gotta get naked. Take off your pants. Do something sweet. Don't say sweet. Oh, I'm listening to you. Okay. So if you say take them off, I shall. Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. They're already naked, aren't they? I feel like I have hair on my microphone. <laughs> That's why I've been blowing into it. If you're being listening. Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. Nice yes. Hanging out with you. Lunatic Radio Show. Follow us on the social medias at Lunatic Radio. Brock is uh, in New York. I'm staring at the side of his head via video. Those uh, sideburns, I swear to God, they're getting My fucking bad. large. You know what you should do, Brock? Fucking, oh, no. What should I you're, do? You're very known. You're known for your side sideburns, right? You're known for the sideburns. But maybe you should just fucking... Step out of your shell for a little bit and connect those sideburns. Call, try a beard out, Rock. Try a beard out. See what a beard looks like on Rock. What do you think? Nah. Come on. I don't, I don't like facial hair. You have facial hair. No, I mean like frontal facial hair. Literally, <laughs> like, your sideburns go all the way down to your jawline. And you're talking about you don't have facial hair? Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't. I don't. I don't know. What you don't, don't like? Know. You don't. You don't want what the, you don't want the little. I because what it is, I very stiff. It's a very sh- like Fuck stiff. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm jealous because I think I got erectile dysfunction. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Anything that's stiff, I get very fucking excited. I have uh, like stiff hair follicles, and they're very mm. coarse. So, um... how about uh, just give it a shot? What do you think for the winter time? You know, it's it's, it's get cold there and up in Westchester, the best Chester. You should, right. uh, you know, I'll think it, about it, Kieran. Like, I'll think about it. It's like a, you know, a, a you know, it's like a facial uh, mitten. It's a facial Kieran mitten. Facial. That's what we're learning. A facial mitten, Rock, for yourself. It <laughs> sounds cute. Yeah, facial mitten. I think you look good with a beard. People say, you know, guys grow beards. 
Uh, and, it, and when they grow a beard, it actually makes them look like they have, uh, you know, pronounced uh, facial features because oh, the beard is a optical illusion of all the disaster that's underneath. <laughs> I'm not saying you're a bad looking guy, Rock. You're no, very good looking. Like the Wolfman guy that you always see. <laughs> <'cause it's covered. laughs> you're a very good looking guy. But I'm just saying, you know, the beard might help out. Right. <laughs> Rock, and Neil, Rock and Neil Young need to do a book on sideburns. What do you think? Right. I can see you two promoting that together. It'd be great. Uh, by the way, uh, Leroy Jenkins checking in. I have the video of uh, from the Phoenix parking lot uh, where the Augustines uh, did their first acoustic thing. You got to send it to me, Leroy. I got to have that. Wow, that's, that sounds like a cool bootleg. Because that's the uh, that's what Eric was just talking about in the break. I just played. That's where they originated that acoustic thing at the end of their shows was in Phoenix. Um, yeah, word up. Uh, I watched a little bit of the, those debates, Rock. You've been watching the debates? I'm not a big politic guy. but there was To be more- perfectly honest, no. I've just been doing a little recapping on Twitter because, uh, like, what reading about, not not posting about, obviously. But, uh, no, I've chosen not to. It just is a, too many, too many the people. Fact that the, the fact that Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, is trying to run for president <laughs> is telling me this is a joke. Sadly, for no no disrespect to the other running, but him being in it is just like what are you, what are you doing? He he doesn't he he doesn't want to do meetings before eleven because he likes to sleep in. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like that. <laughs> That's a guy I get to. Uh, I like where this guy's head's at. He's pulling on my heartstrings. This guy. always shows up late to meetings. They always like talked about it on the news. I like, know how De Blasio's got those uh, like. Like, I went to a SUNY school in New York, Sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> in 1995, yeah. you know, like, he's got yeah. the he's got the Sideburns. Uh, sure he's a nice guy. He's got a, you know, got a, a nice family. But uh, I don't think we could, uh, be honest, I, I'm not, I don't want to, I hate politics. I, I don't care about any of these motherfuckers. But well, I don't, the, I, two things I take away from watching the, the debate I watched, right? One is that we can't vote for Biden because he forgets about a lot of shit. Right. You can hear when he talks, his brain just shuts off in the middle of it. And you have to like reboot it before he can finish the sentence. He cannot be president. He's too old. Like there should be, I think, I think there's a thing. Obviously 35, you can't run for president until you're 35. I think there should be a cutoff at 70 as well. Definitely. Because part of the thing is like, you know, they have to do a health, health Mm. check. On when these people uh, are brought into office. So, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. I would cut off. You know, I I love Bernie. I would vote for Bernie. But uh, maybe I would vote for Bernie. But the thing that scares me is he's way too fucking old. I don't want an old guy. I I need somebody that's uh, vibrant. So, I was, uh, you know, watching the debate. And all of a sudden, they they asked a question of this young lady that's in the middle rock. And I was just like, who the fuck is that? And her name is, I'm showing to you on the the screen there, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. 38-year-old piece of ass. I would vote for her in a heartbeat. No politics involved, Rock. What do you think about that? What's, what's any different from me voting for uh, you know this girl based on her hotness than all the other fucking dickheads did for Trump when they voted for him? Kieran is polling for her. I am polling. I am putting my thing in her ballot box. That's what I'm saying. What do you think, Rock? Tulsi Gabbard. Hot. She's an attractive woman. She came out of no, I know, I had no knowledge of her before. Yeah, Karen now, you, now you got plenty of knowledge. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what I'm saying. And I started thinking. How did she do? Did you listen to her? Like, how did how did she do? She's not great. She's not uh, great. She's kind of vanilla. 
She needs she's a nice little, girl. She needs a little before. She needs a. She need. I don't know if she's going to make the next debate. That's the thing. But but if this is true idiocracy, okay. Like Rock and I have said for years on this radio program that this world it. We start 2004, 2005. Rock, we're on the we're on the idiocracy tip. Now, if idiocracy is true, Tulsi will make it to the next fucking debate, right? Based gotcha. on and it will yeah. be solely based on hotness, right? And she's good. I mean, she's not as great of a speaker as the other, but she is a good speaker. She just she's very slow speaking. She needs to get out there and be a bitch about it. You know, she's got to be a like, motherfucker. Oh. You didn't do you. You voted for this shit, motherfucker. Hawaii represent. Something like that, you know what I mean? But she's she served. She's a military person. Uh, I don't know much about her other than that she's really hot. Because I got all, totally fucking just sideswiped from her hotness. I was like, she surfs. She's from Hawaii. She's hot. She's probably got great coconuts. She surfs. Wow. So she's very organic. She probably looks great naked. I was actually literally when I saw her in the debate. First thing I did was go Google Tulsi Gabbard bikini. Well, is that, like, I was like, uh, she's from Hawaii. There's got to be a picture of her in a bikini, right? Man, there's a sense of idiocracy. There it is. Right. During a political campaign, someone's looking up for uh, someone running in a bikini. Right. Tulsi Gabbard. She was like highly uh, searched. That I did read about her, that she was apparently like the one of the, if not the highest, like number two highest searched. Oh, Joe, Joe Rogan did a two-hour interview. I think, well, fucking, you know, I just like to, Joe Rogan, obviously. Joe Rogan interviews everybody. Right. The only piece of people he has an interview is Rock and I. Everybody else has been on Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, well, you know, yeah, she's great. She's fucking hot. I'm voting for her. And she has to wear that white suit all the time. Oh, that's nice. I like that white suit on her. Because look at this. Look at look at the face on this lady, man. Come on. How do you? How is that? Imagine that in the White House. I would want to go to the White House all the time. We batching outside the window, getting shot by fucking Secret Service. She was born in Leoaloa. Fuck yeah. How you not voted for somebody that was born in Leoaloa? In American Samoa. Who knew? Fuck yeah. She's a Samoa. They put out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, I just wanted to say out of the 20 candidates for the Democratic side, I am backing, fully backing, absolutely on top of backing. Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, look at that. All right, Tulsi. Team Tulsi. All right, well, who are the other ones, Rock? Read off the other uh, fucking guys. I'll give you I'll give you my opinion on everybody that's in the Democratic running for the fucking thing. They, they uh, say uh, only seven are going to make the next debate because apparently it's some sort of cutoff. Uh, there's only seven are going to make the next debate. So we got a lot. Of, look up Tulsi in her surfing gear. Ooh, Tulsi in her surfing gear. Oh. Tulsi surfing gear. Let me see that. I'm going to put a little pause on this show. <laughs> yeah, hold on. So I get a little fucking scrap on. Put a little. T- <laughs> Surfing. What are you Karen is like. Hold on. Uh, hold on. I'm looking for it. Surfing gear? Like, that's the search? Yeah, Tulsi's. All right. How are we not voting for this person? How, all right, here it is. I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to let people see it. Look at this woman. This woman is running for fucking goddamn president of the United motherfucking States. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm all in. Uh, here, here it is. Here's uh, here, oh, that. That's the other one. Let me find this. Why is that one not showing up? Do you see that, people? 
Do you see that? Aw. Look how nice. that's that's our president right there. Team Tulsi? Yeah. Team Tulsi. That is it right there. Showing it to you. For the folks that are watching YouTube, you, you see the it's her in her uh, wetsuit. She's got brown hair, beautiful white teeth, smiling in the sunshine. That's Tulsi Gabbard, man. That's the person we need to have in the fucking White House. Because she's fucking hot. And she knows that it, she's married, though. She needs to be single. That's the problem. Right. I mean, that's what America, I mean, that's what we, we learn. You know, that's how people get popular. Like uh, these uh, in, internet famous people, mm. they all got to be single. The ladies got to be single. Uh, like, like, whenever they're on interviews, like, oh, you seeing anybody? Like, no. But meanwhile, they probably are. And here's the thing. Here's the motherfucking thing that's going to top it all. Right? She's 38 years old. Right. Rock, can I say it? You can say whatever you want. That's almost, that's like having young Poon in the fucking White House. Wow. Wow, Kieran. (laughs) That could be her slogan. You know, like fucking Obama. Obama Obama had like fucking hope and change or something. Fucking uh, Trump had make make, uh, America great again. Tulsi could have fucking young snatch in the White House. Both a snatch. You can mix off a batch. That can be the fucking tag. Both a snatch. Mix off a batch. Team Tulsi. What do you think, Rock? I'm just making up this shit on the fly. Didn't we have a long time ago some sort of like campaign slogan kind of like that? Uh, Get your cocks out. (laughs) Uh, No, that's just a day. I want to I want to blow my yanging hanging chads all over her. What do you think? Wow. Wow, Kieran. Show's doing so well. I don't know what happened. Going off the rails, rock. This is, you know, every segment we have to do really raunchy shit. Like uh, So we'll see, right, so see what happens. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to listen in the next round or whatever they call them. Uh well, she might not make it, rock. So this is why we have to promote her now. She might not make how do, the next. How do they know like who's going to go on the next time? Because there's not? some sort of qualifications you have to meet. Look it up. Look it up, Brock. You might have it on your computer over there. I'm going to look up more pictures of Tulsi on my side. Like it's like golf. It's like you don't make the cut. Uh, yeah, you might you might not make the cut. Not, like, well, how would I look this up? How do you get to? Here's here's you know? Tulsi surfing. Look at Tulsi surfing. Look at this. I'm going to bring this up for you folks. Look at this. this is Tulsi surfing. Uh, let me find it. Hey, look at this. She's in her fucking surfing gear. People seeing that? Here it is. Look at that. Tulsi in her surfing gear. How are we not fucking seeing that? God damn. She's hot. All right. Tulsi Gabbard for president. Let's do it. Just to be pay- in the next debate stage, candidates mm. must have more than 2% support in at least four national polls or polls from early voting states, such as Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina or, or South Carolina. The candidates must also raise funds from at least 130,000 individual donors and show that they have 400 unique donors from at least 20 different states. That's a lot of blowjobs you have to give. A lot of fucking dick sucking going on. I feel so unsatisfied. What do you think, Rock? Utah, give me two. Two blowjobs, Tulsi. I'll give you that donation. <laughs> but uh, it won't be money. Uh, g- 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 
Uh, so what? that's what I'm saying. She might not make it, Rock. We're not going to be able to see her beautiful face on the next debate unless she oh, meets positive. that criteria. No, you don't know. Be positive. There's 20 people. That, who? There's 20 people. 20 people running for president on that side, right? It's like a whole fucking goddamn, literally, more people running for president on the Democratic side that go watch the Mets at fucking City Field. Well, a lot of people want to do that. Um, let's see. Uh, give me, give me the Democratic candidates. Eight candidates have already made booth qualifications for that next for the next ones. They eight? are, yeah, yeah. Joe, Joey B. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, a little old. Fucking, Cory Booker. Yeah, Cory wow. Booker's pretty good. Doing really well. I like Cory. Here's my other. Here's my crazy eyes, Cory. That's going to be what yeah. But he's dating Rosaria Dawson, so we can have Rosaria Dawson he in the White House. Yeah, he's Lucky banging. Dog. He's he's laying pipe to fucking the hot chick from Twenty Fifth Hour. Wow, I had no idea. Look at you, yeah. Kieran. You're like the Mario Lopez uh, with the. Uh, oh yeah, the what did Mario Lopez say about something? He's like, yeah, I, it was very confusing. I didn't quite get it, and I'm like, this, are people overreacting? But I'm not sure. Fucking, I just didn't quite understand what he was saying. He, he, something about transgender and and the parents and how they take. I don't know. We got into a whole beef with Charlize Theron. I'm like, what is going on? Charlize Theron was in it. What? Yeah. What did Kate- Wait, get off the rest of the list here. You yeah. got Biden, Booker, Buttigieg, uh, Kamala. Man, she's doing well, too. Amy Klobar, Bacar, Klobacher. I don't know. Beto O'Rourke, Bernie made it already, and Elizabeth Warren. Oh, yeah, Elizabeth Warren's going to Man, these people God got a damn. lot of lot of. People. He's not going to make it. I'm surprised Corey's doing this well. Uh, Could Corey be the next Obama, like, black president? Uh, yeah, Corey's, he's he's really good. I think he's. I think he he could be the guy that comes out. But that Elizabeth Warren people like her. But you gotta. Yeah. We gotta vote for Tulsi. She surfs, motherfucker. Well, hey, right now she's not in. Let's see. Representative Tulsi of Hawaii also crossed the 130,000 donor mark. Her campaign said Friday, but she has only one qualifying poll so far. Oh, oh. Well, well, she's got time. Yeah, not much though, right? Uh, Maria Lopez uh, comments about transgender kids aren't what. Uh, wait. Mario Lopez comments about transgender kids aren't just dumb; they are dangerous. Oh, that's not what he said. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that's pretty bad." <laughs> I thought he was calling them dumb and dangerous. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, what did he say? Yeah, I forgot what he. I, 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 I honestly, I didn't read too much. It was just very confusing for me, and I was like, "This might be blown out of proportion." Because no one's really talking about it now. I mean, obviously, there's more serious things going on, but yeah, um, yeah, crazy. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what he yeah. said. I just need I just need the fucking tweet. Uh, oh so- yeah, I can tweet. Yeah, let me see, Mario Lopez tweet. Just type that in. Uh, uh, I don't see it. Mario uh, uh, Lopez transgender. Here we go. Prompt backlash. What did he say? So transgender, transgenders. That kind of sucks, though. He does host a show where he can't have any type of opinion whatsoever. So, like, when he voices one, it comes out like a disaster. <laughs> yeah. So he said, uh, I never want to tell anyone how to parent their children. If you come from a place of love, you can't go wrong. But my God, if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way and you think you're a boy or a girl, I think it's dangerous as a parent to make that determination then. He continues. Lopez said, it's alarming 
and there may be repercussions later on. Uh, okay. Well, good for you, Mario. Ignorant and sensitive. Uh, fucking Puff Daddy's dating dating Steve Harvey's youngest daughter. Is that true? <laughs> right. Yes, that is true. Uh, <laughs> of course, Diddy shot down the idea he was dating Steve's twenty two year old kid, but he is. Uh, who's also happens to be formally date Diddy's own twenty five year old son, Justin. So fucking Diddy could be fucking dating his son's former girlfriend. Is that true? Lori yeah, Harvey, so. Diddy and Lori Harvey are keeping their uh, bond going strong in Italy. Holy shit! Good for Diddy. That's happy. weird. So you're dating your son's ex, right? And that's weird. that's weird. That is fucking weird. That is uh. That was a bit on Arrested Development. That's Plessy. some shit. The hip-hop mogul and Steve Harvey's youngest daughter were spotted grabbing dinner this weekend in Narano, uh, where Dad and what looks like his wife, Marjorie, uh, were tagging along as, uh, well, if you ask us, my uh, seal deal, LH, what? Yep. Seals the deal. Diddy was sitting at fucking the table with Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey's wife, and the daughter across from each other. So weird. How do you bang something that your son has banged? Yeah, that just seems wrong. That's wrong. And by the way, Diddy, how old is Diddy? Diddy's like fucking 50 something. I was going to say 50, yeah. He is uh, what? Fucking, I don't know how old Diddy is. That's crazy. Gives us hope, Rock. What do you think? Gives me hope. What do you think, Rock? I, 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 well, what hope? Dating somebody young? No, I'm kidding. I don't really care. Oh no, I'm saying that's for sure. But the, like dating someone your son dated, like that's bizarre. Diddy's age is 49. He's 49 yeah, years old. Son feel. Uh, imagine they get uh, married, and then uh, the son's like, "Oh, I couldn't. I could. I struck out with her, but now I need to spend the rest of my life around her." A uh, 27 year gap between those two, but the other gap is that his son banged. <laughs> that's a gap. <laughs> They bang wow. the same gap. That's terrible. That's that's rough on the kid, man. That's that'll leave a that'll leave a mental mark. Uh, I tell you what, though, if you're a woman out there, you don't want two combses in you. One combs is enough. Two combs, huh? not so bad, because you're gonna be making corny music. Something it's gonna give you bad talent. I feel like you're gonna have bad talent if you. She hit the lot of lucky lottery. She must have been like bummed out. I'm sure when they broke up, she's like, "Well, there it goes. I'm out of the ditty." And then like Puff be like, "Yo, right? Up? Maybe she, she is that. Type, maybe she is that type of uh, gold digging, uh, you know, person. Gold digger. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's the part that gives the dick comfort. And she said, "Fucking." She explained that to the Combs family, and they were like, "Okay, roll in." <laughs> fucking Cardi B, man! What is <laughs> she's great? She's fucking great. Um, she's in a new movie. Yeah, the uh, the one that, that no one's yeah. Who gives this? No one cares. If Jennifer Lopez is in a movie with you, you know you that lose. that movie is gonna tank. That movie's gonna tank like no tomorrow. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez has never made a good film. 
Wow. Ever. Bring up Jennifer Lopez IMDb, yeah, Rock. That's a, that's, I mean, I, I believe you, but The man. closest thing Jennifer Lopez ever did to making a good movie is when she started a movie called, I believe, U-Turn with, you? with um, Sean Penn when she was younger. And it was a part where Sean Penn blew goons on her. That was uh, the best part about it. <laughs> what do you think, Rock? Jennifer, uh, I believe it's called U-Turn. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. She's never, yeah, never, ever, ever has made a uh, a Hold good. A I just want to get to her IMDb real quick. Jennifer Lopez. Oh, Gili. G- yeah, Gili. That was the, uh, you know, let's make turkey time with fucking. That blue was terrible. The cell. Uh, yeah. No. Yo, that was the that was the scary one. Yeah. Made in Manhattan. Uh, not good. The boy next door. Uh, unless that's a porno, it was terrible. Uh, I'm trying to see what other ones, what other film she's been in. Uh, there was a one. There was one with Wesley Snipes and fucking the other guy. Oh, let me see here. All these films. It was like Midnight Run or something. No, she wasn't in Midnight Run. It was something else. But anyway. Hus- uh, second act. Yeah. Selena. Selena. I think that was her. But the wedding cool teacher checking in. What? J-Lo made in a Manhattan? Enough. So good. Made in Manhattan wasn't good a movie. You know it's not a good movie because people are not talking about it. It's got to be she's, a movie that people talk about. She's never made she's a movie that people don't... Huh? She was in Anaconda. <laughs> well, of course she's in Anaconda every night with that fucking A-Rod. That guy's got some lumber. What do you think, well, bro? you don't know. Steroids. It might be a shrinky dink. No, that doesn't happen. It only makes your dick bigger. Oh. Yeah, it's a false. That's a false uh, negative. False positive. What, what the fuck? I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, the backup plan. Fuck yeah. Monster-in-law. Backup plan. Suck dick. <sighs> yeah, she's never been. She's never made a good movie. This Hustler movie is not going to be good. You know it's not going to be good. What to expect when you're expecting what happens when four women... By the way, who would you bang first, AOC or Tulsi Gabbard? Go. Everybody around the board. Wow. AOC, the 29-year-old Brooklyn congresswoman, or Tulsi Gabbard running for president? I like Tulsi would make more sense. Yes, Tulsi. I'll do respect to the AOC. Yeah, I feel like uh, AOC would just uh, berate me about my dick size or erectile dysfunction or something. She was, she was, I feel like she would be annoying. I just, yeah, I assume women from the Bronx are like that. That that remember uh, that actress who was in uh, White Men Can't Jump? Yeah. Um. Uh, oh yeah. Uh. Yes. The, the uh, Puerto Rican lady. Yeah, she's great. Uh, I forget her name though. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I think I would go, you know, you know, AOC is going to be running for president at some point, but yeah, I feel like uh, she's a little bit of a pain in the ass. So I'm not going to go with AOC. I'm going to go with Tulsi Gabbard as a uh, bang contest. Who's going to win Tulsi Gabbard? She's from Hawaii. She's got a fucking she's mellowed out right now alone. You got the more exotic kind of flavor going on. Uh, all right, better team left jab checking in. Better comparison: college AOC or college Tulsi Gabbard? I don't think uh, did Gabbard go to college. I think she just went to the military. I would go with. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good one. 
Who's better looking in college? What do you think, Rock? Tulsi Gabbard or AOC? I have no idea. I mean, it's like I'm just taking a wild guess. I'm going to go with uh, college AOC was wild. You had to, you have to admit that. Probably college. Why? Was, How do we know? I don't know. How do you She's fucking, I don't know. You're just wildly guessing. Wildly guessing. I would imagine she went to fucking class all the time. She was probably boring as shit. I'm going to go with Tulsi Gabbard. She's more of a fucking human being, I feel like, Tulsi Gabbard. Wow. I'm not going out on a limb by saying that, Rock. I don't think so. Uh, by the way, uh, it, at some point we need to uh, like um, uh, make uh, the ability to get a gun in, in the United States uh, probably around the age of 30. What do you think, Rock? Yeah, it's got to get a little bit more difficult. Yeah. I'm on the bandwagon. I'm I know on the- everyone's got their side to it. but uh, just We all need our guns. Bad, bad. Uh, yeah, no. People, here's the problem, Rock, and I got it right here. I just figured it out. People, because of the internet and and the instant gratification that this world provides nowadays, uh, they are maturing way more slowly than people did back in the past. Right? Yeah. You, you, me, I, I know a bunch of, fuck, when I was 32 years old, I was a knucklehead. I was, was, you know, people are maturing way slower and certainly men. Uh, so we need to get the gun laws or the, you know, whatever are the, the laws for you to be able to buy a gun. We need to change those for the, uh, the lack of maturity. You know, you need to be 30 before you can buy a gun. Yes, I get it that we can send kids to war at 18 and they're shooting guns. So be it. There's a little fucktard in the whole thing. That's, that's the, that's the thing. Fine. You know, I'm, I'm not going to change that, you know. Kids can go shoot guns if they're yeah, in the they're army. Not the guns back, but like, they can't own one. They, yeah, they can't own one. They can't own one if they're a regular citizen. Because no one's these kids aren't mature enough to own these fucking things. Right. It, it's, I think it would be insane to go into a fucking Walmart or wherever and see a fucking twenty year old buying a gun. That would scare the shit out of me. Very scary. You are. Yesterday, there's two fucking mass shootings. Two. Two, and they're done by young kids. Fucking Christ! Why do we need a stupid? Yeah, the gun. The, I think. How many mass shootings do we need to have? Like, can we change it now? <laughs> like, is it a time? I. How do you not? Yeah, I would. T- I would take the. I would literally take a huge middle finger to the fucking gun right people and just give them the finger. And go, dude. People dying. Fuck off, and you and your guns. I mean, I know people out here. Arizona's like the fucking gun state. They give them out like Tic Tacs out here. Half these motherfuckers that I know that own guns out here shouldn't own guns. I don't think they're mature enough to own them. They throw guns everywhere. Stupid. Want to go to fucking Walmart to get some fucking, you know, milk or fucking, and then some dick rolls in with a fucking machine gun. Stupid. He's 21 years old. He drove 600 miles with that thing in his car. How's that possible? But anyway, all right, there you go. Gun, if you want to buy a fucking gun, you have to be 30. You have to be 35. Make that the law. Sure. You know what? Just you, make it. Because at that point, at least you got a little sense of what life is about. You know? You can't buy a gun before you fucking pay a mortgage bill or a fucking electric bill or a cable bill. You know? It's insane. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. That's what I got, Rock. What do you think? Your opinion. Go ahead. 
No, I, I, I'm just like thinking about like even like the right to carry. When, when has that ever actually done any good? When did any? When did you ever hear a story of like some guy stopping like a, a shooting spree because he had his own gun? Like it's always the police doing it, right? And and the idea of them, you know, protecting from you know the enemy, so to speak, coming in. First of all, unless you live on a coast, I don't think you have any concerns of immediate uh, attack by some outside uh, country or somebody attacking you that way. Because <laughs> in the 21st century, there's not going to be planes flying over the United States and parachuting people down into some uh, landlocked state like Arizona where you can have a right to carry, where you need to worry about uh, <laughs> invading countries coming in right. or random Mexicans running over the border with their guns a-blazing, because right. it's just not realistic. It's, in the it's, not, it's not fucking happening. If anything, the, the, the people on the coast should have the right to carry if they really wanted to, but they're all, they'll choose not to, because that would be the first places to be attacked anyways. Mm. But, yeah, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand. I mean, it should have stopped after the first one. Someone was someone posted on Twitter, like, this has already been, like, the 250th mass shooting in the United States. Right. And like the second most country had three, right? Ever, so um, you know it shouldn't take. If sadly though, if two hundred fifty doesn't change something, then three hundred won't change something. Three hundred fifty won't change something. Uh, I would imagine. Uh, see, this is what I don't know, now. Just going it'll back. take. It'll take some politician's kid to be killed. That's what it'll take. Or, Sad to say, or, but that's what. Or like. you know, fucking yeah, something like that, or a president assassination, or something, yep. something. In the mass shooting, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that I don't like. I heard of the mass shooting yesterday, and I, you're, I was, it's a, terrible to say, but I was just like, ah, another one, you know. But if say this was the only mass shooting that's happened, it would be the it would be Columbine, it would be the giant news, it'd be fucking everywhere, it would be on our, but it's just. When you hear about it, and there's so many fucking mass shootings that happen, you're just like, you almost get desensitized to it. Right. Oh, crazy. Enough. we got to change some. Like, the law is an old law. And the right is an old, it's an old thing. Like, society has changed. The way people have developed, their, their brains have changed. There's different things that are fucking people up. They're making them slow down. There are, I swear to God, people are way, when my dad was 21, he was a man. When I was 21, I was a dipshit. And that's only getting worse as time goes on with, with the technology. Right. People are not maturing. They're getting their own, they're getting the opinions they want when they go on the internet. They're not getting anything new. You know, they're going into these, it's crazy. So, yeah, the, the, the gun laws need to change. You know, you can't, yeah. The idea of the Second Amendment is to protect yourself from no, no. I, honestly, you're right, but that's not what people are using that as their reason. They're worrying about outside people coming in and taking their country. And even with that, with the tyranny of the government, what do you need to be what? Leroy, it's all about those monster energy drinks. It is. It is. <laughs> that's what it is. But even the tyranny of the government, I don't even quite understand because in this modern age, you know now. Let's say there is some tyranny of the government. How is it going to be, be in a situation where you need to be carrying a gun at that very moment? I'm not saying you can't have a gun like in your house or whatever, but where are you going to be in a situation where something will be happening uh, in it, uh, at at that level in this country with the amount of people and, and the amount of armed forces involved and 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 uh, different levels of protection that 
in that immediate moment, in that essentially seconds, you have your gun ready, ready to go. There is no situation. That's the bottom line. There is no situation where you need to be carrying real time mm. for the sake of seconds. If you want to have a gun for your protection because of this so-called tyranny of government, you would have enough time to get home and to protect yourself by grabbing the gun then. Uh, and, and it's the same. Every time one of these mass shootings happen, it's the same shit. It's like celebrities come out, gun control, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The same shit. And like, it's, it's almost like a, just a tiresome argument. But somebody needs to fucking literally step up and go, this is going to be it. And some of you people are not going to like it, but this is going to be it because yeah. this is not something needs to happen. We need to change the direct, the thought direction. We need to, and I think they would do that if you, if you change the policy of how somebody can get a hold of a gun. Make it impossible. It's impossible to get a gun in New York. If you're if you're a person who wants to get a gun in New York, you you lot, have to jump of- through so many fucking hoops to get one. Yet in the state of Arizona, you can literally go buy it like a sandwich. You can literally do that. I can go buy a gun today. I can go get one. So, but in New York, it would take take me nearly two years to do that. California. And money, and money, like, and, and like with the fees and such, right? You know, not, right, right. Not just the money itself purchase, right? So you know what? That's, that's fucking people are maturing at a slower pace. Need to change the fucking age limit for when somebody can buy a gun. Thirty. Like, that's the thing. Like I'm not saying that that wouldn't work. That would for sure work, but it ain't gonna happen. Because I know, I know, it won't. But that that's I think that's something that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. You know, yes, it is instead of banning them all together. You know, make, you know, give it to allow somebody who's fucking mature enough to own one and use one and is not fucking, you know, I mean, there's some crazies that are 30 years old. There's some crazies that are 40 years old, 50 years old. I just keep on thinking about the tyranny of the government. Like in 2019, why are we we talking about a law that was when the government was first starting and at any point they could be attacked by gigantic forces, uh, you know, uh, from like. Uh, from England mm. or, or there was it was such a, a sense of instability if in 2019 you're so worried about tyranny of government then you should definitely get out of this country yeah. you should definitely go to a different country if you're living day by day thinking about like oh my god the, the tyranny of the government like they could just turn on us tomorrow like then you're doing it wrong in, 29, in 2019 if you in, in 2019 if you're using the word tyranny um my brain is being shut off I was like, you're not. And you're not talking about Brandon Tierney yeah. on uh, <laughs> yeah. radio. <laughs> Whatever it is. Like, Tierney, like, what, what fucking world are you? Co- Come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. This is 2019. People use the word helotite. <laughs> bitches. <Right. laughs> Tierney? Tierney is an old word. Get rid of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 bizarre. It's just it's bizarre to me, you know. And I'm sure to other people, it's not bizarre. It's a very normal fact of life. But I would just love to know, like, just like one couple times, maybe one or two times, where there was going to be a mass shooting, but it was stopped because someone who was who was uh, packing a gun, a citizen, and he stopped the person. Then maybe you know I'll think about it. But I don't even know if that ever happened once. Uh, how many mass shootings have there been? How many? Well, someone reported on Twitter, 250 in the U.S. Uh, I mean, Twitter, so I mean, that, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but. Wait, 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 wait. There have been more, there have been more mass shootings than days in 2019. Is that right? 
What? No, get the fuck out of here. No way. We're just throwing out random. Now shit's getting crazy. <laughs> you were just making up shit and throwing it out there. They can't, that can't be right. Let's see. Uh, the number of mass shootings across the United States so far in 2019 has, has outpaced the number of days this year, according to the Gun Violence Research Group. This puts 2019 on pace to be the first year since 2016 with an average of more than one mass shooting a day. As of Sunday, which was the 216th day of the year, there were 251 mass shootings in the United States. According to the data from the nonprofit Gun Violence Archive, which tracks every mass shooting in the country, the Gun Violence Archive defines a mass shooting as any incident in which at least four people were shot, including the shooter. Wow. Yeah, Wikipedia has a whole running list of it. List of mass shootings in the United States in 2019. Damn. A shooting in the historic district of Dayton, Ohio, with nine people killed and 27 injured. A shooting in El Paso, Texas, with 20 people killed, 26 wounded, was the daily shooting of the year. And that, that happened yesterday. <laughs> As of July 31st, there's 248 mass shootings that have occurred in 2019. <clears throat> The total of 251 mass shootings includes five high-profile rampages in the past eight days in which more than 100 people were shot. Gun laws, out! <laughs> Bye! Bye! Oh, so that's I never knew that that was the definition of a mass shooting, four. Yeah, no, they had to come up with it because they needed to quantify it somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it got to that point. You can't have a debate about, man, ah, that's not a mass shooting, only two people got shot. You gotta, like, put a... You gotta have rules, structure. It's crazy. It's a fucking yeah. crazy it's world. True, They're counting every multiple. Yeah, I know. That's kind of that's a little weird. Like, uh, I'll agree with that. It's it's a little crazy to just list four or more as a mass shooting. Like, I think we all know. You know, when the number is like more than ten, that that's. I mean, how many have been more than ten? Though I could tell you, uh, ten or more. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. Ten have happened this year of ten or more. Right. And the one on uh Yeah, the one that just happened I'll pass what forty six. God damn man. Forty six. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. Fuck yeah. Just throw that in there. This is the part that gives you big comfort. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So there you go, people. Uh by the way, I want to send this is very sad. I want to send this out. Um, apparently, and I just saw this before we got on the air, um, there was uh, an, an owner from the stand. Uh, his name is David Kimowitz, and he was murdered um, over the weekend. And uh, he is a part owner of the stand. He, uh, I'm not sure how much he had involvement with the stand these days, but... Uh, I want to send our thoughts out to uh, Paul and Chris Italia uh, for the, you know, I, I can't imagine what they're going through right now. Yeah. And the hero of a friend who started the, the Stan Comedy Club and Restaurant with David Kimmelwitz. I met him in passing once or twice, uh, but he was murdered, apparently, over the weekend in his uh, New Jersey home. And uh, it's it's an insane story. And I kind of didn't want to bring it up on the show, but... Feel like we should mention something about it. Uh, Chris is a, certainly our friend. He, you know, he's, he's 
going through a lot right now, certainly with his uh, business, the stand being reopened, and now this. This is yeah. crazy. It's crazy, crazy news. So uh, terrible news. Terrible, terrible. Um, yeah, David Kimowitz. He was a uh, part owner owner of the stand, and he's no longer with us. And it's it's insane. That's insane. Sad. Sad. So uh, thoughts to him, his family, his wife, and his kids. Uh, you know, ugh, it's crazy. Real life, man. That's real life shit. Uh, yeah. All right. So I think uh, I think we're done, Rock. What do you think? Ended on. Yeah. Ended yeah. yeah. It's it's it's, it's a, it was a sad week. It's a very sad week. Yeah. Um, terrible news hearing about that today. Um, Literally right before we went on the show, I read something that Big Jay Okerson put on his Instagram, yeah. and then I just Googled David Kimowitz, and it came up in the Daily News. So, you know, it's crazy. And I was like, wow. I was like, David Kimowitz, that's the guy, you know, unreal. So, uh, yeah, I'll try to get in contact with Chris and send our thoughts to him and his brother, who uh, who also owners of the stand. So, fucking A. Here we go. What up, everybody? Oh, wait. <laughs> wow. It's the end of the show. Wowie kazowie. <laughs> That's like Joe Biden fucking on the stage. Vote Tulsi, I guess, right? Vote Tulsi, yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, checking out lunaticradio.com. Show follow us on the Twitter at uh, Lunatic Radio, on Instagram at Lunatic Radio. Please subscribe to the show on YouTube, the Lunatic Radio show on YouTube. Rock, final word of the day goes to you. Uh, yeah, uh, um, and this is for Leroy Jen- Jenkins. Uh, my quick review of the drill brush. Highly recommend. Definitely helps cl- cleaning get done efficiently. Check him out, the drill brush. Go find him on Amazon and shit. Word up. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. I'll see you during the week, probably with a uh, solo show at some point. Got to figure that out. All right. All right. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. Kieran and Rock. LunaticRadio.com.